welcome to another episode of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Fair. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode, episode 11. It's hard to believe that we've made it already through 11 episodes. That's almost three months of podcast episodes. It doesn't feel like we've been doing it that long, but also it does feel like it's been a while that we've been doing this for a while. We started off on on SoundCloud and now we're completely moved over to a bunch of different uh, new sites. We actually just this week, I got the podcast added on TuneIn, uh, which I didn't even know you could have podcasts on TuneIn, but I thought it was just a radio thing for old people. But apparently, apparently our podcast is now available on TuneIn. So if you have an Alexa Amazon device, you can now say, Alexa, play the average Joe football show and it will play the show believe it or not uh maybe actually i you know i shouldn't say it so guaranteed because i don't know for a fact if it does work but i'm sh- it should work uh i'll let you guys know on next episode if it does not work but yeah thank you guys for tuning in to another episode uh we are actually recording today with a brand new microphone uh joe the producer of the show actually this week bought a bunch of new equipment for the podcast trying our best to improve the podcast uh, in every way we can bought some new audio technica mics uh, today mine's going we're gonna get joe's going i guess uh in the next couple of weeks and maybe have have him have a mic and be mic'd up during some of the some of the uh episodes but uh yeah we're recording at uh producer joe's apartment today sitting in uh, a couch usually i'm sitting in the most uncomfortable chair possible in my bedroom with blankets and pillows all over the floor but we're sitting in a couch today, a little bit of a comfier setup, new mic. We got w- blankets all over the walls for for sound. Kind of feels like we're in a blanket for it a little bit. It's kind of nice. But uh, yeah, it's exciting. Got brand new mics um, and I'm recording in front of a real life person for the first time ever doing this podcast. It worked. I have a Google Home. Really? Yeah. It just worked? Yeah. No way. Yeah. So it works oh, on oh, it works on Google as well, people. I didn't I did not know that, but apparently it also works on Google. So there you go. It works. So if you want to listen to the show and you don't have thumbs, you can always just say an, into your into your device, uh, whether it be Amazon or Google. And that right there was the voice of the producer of the show. Uh, the first time you guys are ever hearing his voice on this show. Uh, that's Joe Teeson. I hope you're fine with me saying your full name on the podcast. I think I have before, but, uh, yeah, Joe, welcome to the show. This is your first live hearing of the show. Uh, it's, it's good to have you. Good to have you. Uh, Joe is, uh, he's a big football guy, you know, huge, huge football guy. Uh, you know, if, if you ever want to know anything about football, you go to him, you ask him. Uh, he'll, he'll tell you all about uh, his Chicago Bears or his San Francisco 49, whatever week, you know, or whatever team that week is his favorite team. Uh, he'll tell you all about them. No, but uh, actually, Joe doesn't really know a whole lot about football. Uh, he's not a football guy. He's 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 good at other things. Uh, obviously, he records uh, or he uh, he edits the recording of the podcast and and really does all the hard work. And I just kind of blabber on about uh, football uh, the whole time, but uh, now Joe is is not a huge football guy, but I think that'll add a fun little aspect to the show where we have, you know, me who knows maybe way too much about football and Joe who knows essentially nothing about football. Uh, Joe, if I ask you right now, could you name 
three NFL football players. Do you think you could do it? Are you kidding me? All right. Can you can you do it? Yeah. Three. First guy, Mitchell Bisky. Mitchell Bisky. Pete Mahomes. Mahomes. All right. You got him. There's two. Pete Pat Ma- Mahomes. Pat Mahomes. And then, uh, yeah, my third guy, probably the GOAT, Tom, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Wow. That was impressive. I was going to go with five, but I figured that would have been maybe too many. But Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski. There you go. Name one more for five. Um, yeah. Mike Ditka. He was a coach. Yeah. No active. No other active uh, NFL. Oh. Ooh, so you were li- you do listen to the podcast? Yeah, yeah, it was, was a really cool story. Alejandro Villanueva, Villanueva, I think, is who you who you were going for. That's impressive. You definitely named more, uh, more than I thought you would be able to name. Not bad, not bad. So yeah, uh, there's Joe giving us some football knowledge. Um, we got a a fun show for you guys today. I say that every single week, so we always have fun shows. But uh, a little bit more news this week uh, in the NFL. Uh, obviously right now, slow period off season, you know, coronavirus is basically all in the news now. Uh, but we did get more NFL news, some bad news, injury news, uh, and then also some coronavirus related stuff that we'll talk about, uh, as well. And then later on in the show, uh, we're going to go over, uh, some, Oh, a little bit of beep from a fan there. That's fine. <laughs> uh, and later on, we'll, uh, I'll give you guys a couple of players or coaches that I think are on the hot seat uh, during this 2020-2021 NFL season. Guys with the hottest butts. And <laughs> Joe looked at me. We're not not quite to the point of, of actually ranking their butt and how well it looks, but th- we're rather going to, you know, guys that are on the hot seat, guys that could potentially be fired if they don't show up in this 2020 NFL season. But without further ado, why don't we just jump straight into the news. <laughs> So first up in the news this week, we have some injury-related news, some some disappointing injuries uh, in the news this week. First up, we had Debo Samuel, the breakout wide res- rookie wide receiver from last year for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, he, he ended up breaking his foot this week uh, in a workout with teammates, I, I believe away from the facility. He broke his foot, uh, had successful surgery this week, but he's going to be out three to four months with the foot injury. Uh, obviously, that's very disappointing for 49ers fans. They already don't have a very deep uh, wide receiver core there in San Francisco. So uh, losing your potential number one receiver, I believe he was probably their best receiver last year. Uh, we saw him ball out in the Super Bowl and, and almost win Super Bowl MVP, you know, if the 49ers would have would have pulled that game out. But, uh, you know, he was, a hu- he was a huge part of that offense last year and a phenomenal run-after-catch guy uh, and a guy who would have been a really big part of the offense this year. But... Um, he's, he'll be out for a couple months now. That'll take us basically right up to the start of the NFL season. So hopefully he can get healthy and, and, and be uh, back to the aggressive, uh, you know, hard-nosed style that he plays. Uh, so yeah, Debo Samuel out three to four months. Hopefully he can get back healthy. I know foot injuries like that, broken foot can often be a nagging injury that doesn't just go away right away once it's supposed to be healed. But hopefully in Debo Samuel's uh, case that's not the case uh, and more injury news coming this week uh, even worse uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles the guard Brandon Brooks actually suffered a torn left Achilles this week 
working out as well. And that is absolutely horrific. I, I, they say that tearing your Achilles is the most painful thing that you can experience. That's what some people say. I don't know who they are, but apparently uh, people say that tearing your Achilles feels like getting shot. And that's, uh, that is, uh, you know, obviously super disappointing for Brandon Brooks, a guy who's who struggled before with, with mental health issues and anxiety issues. We, he's talked about before uh, games that he, he has severe anxiety issues and, you know, an injury like this, where it's it's an entire year recovery, he might uh, might might be back next season. Even then, who knows if he's ever going to be back uh, to the same level that he was playing at before the injury? Uh, you know, this obviously cannot be easy on that mental health. And and you know, we're we're obviously hoping the best for a guy like Brandon Brooks. Brooks, uh, he was the number one ranked guard last year by Pro Football Focus. Uh, so obviously, a huge huge loss. Uh, at 30 years old, uh, he was still a phenomenal player and a really important player for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, so obviously not good news for the Eagles as they try to uh, still be a championship contender and, and protect Carson Wentz, another guy who's had a ton of injury-related uh, issues in his career. Next up in the news, we actually had uh, Los Angeles Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn come out this week and say that Colin Kaepernick is most definitely on their workout list, uh, emergency workout list, just in case uh, something happens to one of their quarterbacks. Um, everybody was giving him extreme praise and saying how awesome that was uh, this week. To me, it's like, why don't you just sign the guy then? You know, why just like try to do a little humble brag that, hey, we have this guy on our emergency workout list. What does that even mean? I mean, you, you already have three quarterbacks on your roster, uh, all three of which – Colin Kaepernick could probably come in and compete and be better than if you would just bring him in and give him a chance. Why don't you sign him? Like we talked about the charges as a potential guy uh, or a potential team that could sign a guy like Cam Newton when he was a free agent. Obviously they went out and they drafted Justin Herbert in the first round uh, this year. Uh, but, but if you're, if you have him on your emergency workout list, why not just bring him in right now and have him compete potentially to be a starter? I mean, you're in Los Angeles. That's a, it's a very liberal open-minded place uh, I'm pretty sure there wouldn't be that much pushback from your fans I mean the Chargers don't even really have that many fans anyways so why not bring in uh, Colin Kaepernick have him compete and if anything he he's better for jersey sales he's better for ticket sales and he could be a better player than Tyrod Taylor could be better than Justin Herbert and Easton Stick I mean which one of those guys would you honestly take over uh, Colin Kaepernick right now I, I don't know why the Chargers wouldn't just bring him in, but it, it, it does seem like there are more and more teams that are, are becoming more open to signing Colin Kaepernick. A lot of coaches came out and said uh, they would they would welcome him back, uh, but it seems like a lot of those same coaches are saying, yeah, we'll welcome him back in the NFL, but uh, we don't really need him right now. You know, We don't need him on our team personally, but we would definitely welcome him back. I think it, it's, it, it needs to take an owner to come out and say, hey, we're good with Colin Kaepernick. We want to sign Colin Kaepernick because I think he could be one of the better backups in the NFL. And there's some situations like in Jacksonville potentially where he could come in uh, and compete for the starting job. Uh, you know, it's just going to take an owner stepping forward. We're hearing a lot of coaches, a lot of players come out and support Colin Kaepernick. We haven't heard a single owner say anything regarding Colin Kaepernick and, his, and him potentially coming uh, back to the NFL after he's been out since 2016. I mean, the guy hasn't played in forever, but we've heard we've heard players, we've heard uh, coaches, we've even heard Roger Goodell come out and say say that he would welcome back Colin Kaepernick in the NFL, <clears throat> and basically admit that 
uh, the way that the NFL handled the Colin Kaepernick situation was a mistake, but we have not had a single owner come out and say anything regarding Colin Kaepernick. Next up in the news, we have a bunch of COVID-related stuff. Super exciting. I know everybody is still super into the whole COVID thing. Uh, you know, obviously, we're, we're all getting extremely tired of the coronavirus and COVID basically shutting down the world. And unfortunately, it doesn't seem like it's slowing down all that all that much. It doesn't seem like it's really uh, coming to an end anytime soon. Uh, this week, actually, it came out that Ezekiel Elliott, uh, the running back for the Dallas Cowboys, has actually been diagnosed uh, with coronavirus, with COVID-19. Uh, he is actually asymptomatic, so he has no symptoms, but he came into contact with somebody who was diagnosed with the coronavirus, uh, and it came out this week that he was actually diagnosed uh, with a coronavirus. This is obviously uh, disappointing. You don't want anybody to be sick, especially not uh, somebody who's such a big part of that Dallas Cowboys team. Uh, and this week, there was a lot of news of, of athletes being diagnosed with COVID. There's a ton of baseball players. Uh, I believe it was the Phillies. They had a bunch of players uh, diagnosed uh, with coronavirus. Uh, also, uh, in the NHL, you had teams shutting down their training camps. I believe Austin Matthews of the Toronto Maple Leafs was diagnosed with uh, COVID-19 this week. So this is obviously could be a huge setback as far as live sports goes, not just in the NFL, but live sports in general uh, could be a huge setback for that. And also this week we had Dr. Anthony Fauci, you know, the coronavirus expert, the guy who's dedicated seemingly his whole life to the coronavirus, but we still cannot seem to find a cure for it. Uh, sorry, just taking shots at Anthony Fauci. But um, he came out this week and said that he does not, be uh, does not believe that there is a good chance that the NFL will be able to play this season without some sort of bubble. Uh, this is obviously very disappointing news uh, from someone who is uh, supposed to be an expert uh, as far as the pandemic goes. Um, for those of you who don't know what the bubble is, uh, it's something the the NBA is trying and, and the NHL are trying where they have basically all the players um, in one hub city. Uh, in the NHL, they, have, they actually have two cities. They have Las Vegas, and I don't believe the second city has been announced, uh, but it sounds like it could be a place like Toronto. Basically, you have to, uh, these hub cities and the, and the uh, NBA, rather. It's Orlando. They're playing at Disney World. Basically, have all the players and their families staying uh, in this specific city and have uh, rules and regulations on where they can go and, and, and sort of uh, keep the, the virus contained. So basically, uh, Dr. Fauci says that he does not think that the NFL uh, or he, he says it's highly unlikely that the NFL will be able to have a season this fall without some sort of bubble aspect. And to me, that is very discouraging news. And I hope I really, really hope that he's that he's wrong in that regard because I don't think it's very possible whatsoever for the NFL to pull off the bubble. I don't think that they can do it. Uh, sports like the NHL and the NBA, they were already in their playoffs uh, this year. Uh, this year, so for them, they had they have already narrowed the pack down to less teams. And then you add in the fact that NHL and NBA teams, they already have less players on their team. I believe NBA NBA teams are are something like. Uh, 15, 15 player rosters, whereas an NFL team, you have a 53 man roster. That's like just a, a huge amount of more players that you have to worry about. 
uh, putting in some sort of hub city. So I don't see that happening as far as the NFL goes. So I, I think if, if the NFL has to do some sort of bubble in order to, to have a 2020 NFL season, I don't think they're going to be able to pull it off. I don't think there will be a 2020 NFL season. But obviously we're hoping that this, this is all uh, just not going to happen. We hope that we are going to have a 2020 NFL season. We hope that, uh, you know, it doesn't seem like there's going to be fans in the stands this year. That's obviously dis disappointing, but we're hoping that we can at least have NFL games be played or else this show is going to be very hard for a very long time. We have absolutely no NFL games to talk about. Uh, but yeah, hoping that, uh, hopeful and, and, you know, still keeping, keeping hope alive that we can have an NFL season this year. And lastly, in the news, we have uh, New York Jets safety Jamal Adams, all-pro safety. Uh, this week, he actually demanded a trade. We talked about uh, a couple of weeks ago him having his contract disputes with the New York Jets. He wants a new contract. He's, he's played three seasons in the NFL. He's still not due a new contract yet, but he wants a new contract. Um, and it seemed, it seemed like it was heading in this direction. It seemed like... Potentially, Jamal Adams would demand a trade or he would be traded at some point. And this week, he actually made it official that he has asked for a trade from the New York Jets. He's actually listed seven teams that he would like to potentially be traded to. And those teams are the Ravens, the Cowboys, the Texans, the Chiefs, the Eagles, the 49ers, and the Seahawks. And I believe he also said that he was open to playing with the Buccaneers um, and if you look at this list of teams, it's all contenders to me. It's it's all teams that have a potential to be uh, championship level contenders. Got people uh, teams that are expected to be in the playoffs, higher level teams. Um, you know, uh, teams that would highly greatly benefit from a a two time Pro Bowler, a one time All Pro, uh, really young talented safety. One of the one of the best, if not the best, safety uh, in the NFL right now. And to me, this looks to me like it is more than just a contract dispute between Jamal Adams and the New York Jets. Because uh, I don't think that Jamal Adams would take a new contract from the New York Jets at this point. To me, it seems more like Jamal Adams wants out and he wants to go to a contender. I mean, you, you just look at the teams that he listed. There's not a single team here that that is not a, a playoff contender, not a potential championship contender. Uh, I think Jamal Adams wants out. And he wants to go and compete for a championship. And you, you can't blame the guy for doing that. He he didn't obviously choose to play in New York. He was drafted in New York. Uh, and now he wants out. He wants to play uh, somewhere where he can compete compete for a championship. And uh, we've, seen, uh, we've seen other players uh, not happy with Adam Gase there in New York. Obviously, Adam Gase has had, has had quite the history of players, unhappy players. We saw Le'Veon Bell, and now we see Jamal Adams just wanting out. To me, it, it's more than just a contract dispute here with the New York Jets and with Jamal Adams. And I, I would expect to see him traded at some point. Hopefully, uh, you know, we're rec recording this podcast on a Saturday. Uh, it's going up on Tuesday, so hopefully no news happens uh, until next week after we upload the podcast. Um, but yeah, Jamal Adams potentially on the move. To wrap up the news here, we're just going to jump straight into the next part of the podcast. Who has the hottest butts uh, in the 2020 NFL season?
All right, jumping right in to the next part of the show. And I'm going to give you guys a couple of players and coaches. It seems to be mostly quarterbacks, coaches, GMs uh, that are on the hot seat for the 2020 NFL season. It's it's really hard to find other positions where guys could potentially be on the hot seat. Um, quarterbacks and, and coaches and GMs really seem to be the ones that have the most pressure on them. Obviously, every NFL season, the, the quarterback is the most important player on the team. Uh, the head coach is the most important coach on the team. And the general manager is the most important front office member on the team, other than the owner, I guess. But we're not going to have any owners on the hot seat because because they're the owner, obviously. But uh, these are guys that uh, you know may not ha- may not be performing up to the caliber that they should, may not be uh, performing as well as as the team wants them to, and could you know with another bad season, with another disappointing season, we could see them fired, could see them traded, could see them released. They could be somewhere else. Uh, in the 2021 NFL season if they don't have a breakout season this year. First up, my first player who could potentially be on the hot seat for the 2020 NFL season, and it is Dwayne Haskins, quarterback for the Washington Redskins. And it seems a little premature to be saying that Dwayne Haskins could potentially be on the hot seat in only his second uh, NFL season. Uh, He was a rookie last year. Uh, you know, it seems a little bit premature to say that a guy could lose his job uh, in, in just his second NFL season. Uh, but if he does not perform uh, better, if he does not improve from what he did last year, his last year he started nine games. Uh, he threw for 1,365 yards, uh, 58.6% completion percentage, seven touchdowns, seven interceptions. Obviously did not light the world on fire, was not a very impressive quarterback. Uh, to say the least, uh, I mean, he doesn't have a whole lot to work with there in Washington. They had, a, obviously, uh, they fired Jay Gruden halfway through the season last year and didn't really have all that much support around him. Uh, but not a, not a truly impressive season last year. And, and we've seen now in the NFL, teams are not going to wait around for quarterbacks uh, to develop. If, if, you, if it doesn't look like you are going to develop into the guy that they want you to be, and they are in position to draft another potential franchise quarterback, they're going to do it. We saw it with the Arizona Cardinals. They drafted Kyler Murray a year after drafting Josh Rosen in the top 10 uh, in the NFL draft. They moved on from him, traded him to Miami, uh, didn't didn't have any, any problems with it, just said, we are in position to draft a guy we think is better than the guy that we drafted last year, and... We could see that happening here in Washington. Uh, the upcoming uh, quarterback class is really, really good. We have guys that could potentially be franchise guys. Trevor Lawrence, uh, Justin Fields are the two big guys. Then we have Trey Lance out of North Dakota State, who's a who's a hot name right now. Could be a potential top five pick in the in this upcoming draft. I mean, you you have you have guys that could come in and immediately be franchise guys if it looks like Dwayne Haskins is not going to be that guy. And obviously, last year at times, uh, he did show some things that was that were pretty good. I mean, he w- he wasn't he wasn't awful, but he by no means set the world on fire. I mean, we can look at Jacksonville and see that Gardner Minshew, a guy who was drafted in the sixth round, played outplayed a guy like Dwayne Haskins who went in the first round. So, I mean, and then you look at some of the stuff that he did last year. Um, I mean, his first NFL win he had, he went and took a selfie while he should have been on the field taking a knee. He was taking a selfie with a fan 
uh, instead of being on the field for the final play of the game. You know, those those type of things, they don't look good if you want to be a franchise quarterback for an NFL team. So I think he's got some maturing to do. And obviously, Washington brought in Ron Rivera, former coach of the Panthers, uh, to, to be their new head coach. And a lot of the times, if a new head coach comes in to a, a new team, he's going to want his own quarterback. He's going to want uh, to get a, to draft his own guy, to sign his own guy. I mean, his guy, Cam Newton, is still out there. He's still a free agent. That's uh, Obviously, Cam Newton and Ron Rivera were together for many, many years uh, in Carolina and had some great success. We could potentially see uh, Cam Newton end up in Washington uh, if, if that's what Ron Rivera wants to do. But I could see uh, if Dwayne Haskins does not show, show uh, uh, sizable improvement this upcoming NFL season, I think we could see Washington move on. So I think Dwayne Haskins is most definitely on the hot seat in the 2020 NFL season, even if it's not totally fair, even if he doesn't have as much help as you would like to have a young quarterback. I think that we could see uh, Dwayne Haskins be moved on from uh, after the season if he does not improve. Moving on to the next person on my list of people on the hot seat for the 2020 NFL season. And we're going to move on to a general manager now for the Chicago Bears, Joe's Chicago Bears. Duh Bears. Duh Bears. It's not it's not Mike Ditka. It's not Mitch Rubisky. Uh Some would say that he was already on the hot seat last season and he absolutely got his butt burnt for sure because they brought in Nick Foles this year to be potentially the starter there over Mitch Rubisky. Uh But to me, the guy with the, the hottest butt in the Chicago Bears organization is their general manager, Ryan Pace. I think this is a guy who uh, just a couple years ago in 2018 actually won general manager of the year, uh, executive of the year. Uh, he was widely considered as one of the hot, young, uh, up-and-coming general managers in the league. And I think that narrative has completely flipped all in one season. I mean, last year the, the, the Bears' offense was a hot mess, uh, and they didn't have all that much talent, especially at the wide receiver position offensively. Um, defensively, they've always been a solid team. They had a historic defense two years ago. Uh, this last year, it was still pretty good, but not good enough to carry that that awful offense into the into the postseason. And I think, I mean, you do some research on Ryan Pace. Uh, he's been uh, with the organization since 2015, and you go over his draft class, the 2015 uh, draft class. One of the six guys he drafted in 2015 is still on the roster. 2016. Uh, three of the nine guys that he drafted are still on the roster, so not incredible numbers. And then you look, you look at his just just go back and look at his first rounders in in the last few drafts. 2015, the first round, his first round draft pick. This is his first pick as the general manager of the Chicago Bears was Kevin White, who has turned into not well, who has been for quite a while one of the biggest wide receiver busts we've ever seen. I mean, the guy did essentially nothing for the Chicago Bears. I believe he's a free agent now after spending a little bit of time with the Cardinals, but has been completely a bust. And then the next year, he went and drafted Leonard Floyd, who's not even on the team anymore. He's he's up in L.A. with the Los Angeles uh, Rams. Uh, so another guy who, who maybe is not a, definitely is not a big as big a bust as, as Kevin White was, but still, you know, a guy who's not even on the roster anymore, a guy who didn't really contribute all that much. And then the next year, he followed it up by trading up one spot to draft Mitch Rubisky, the guy, the man, Mitch Rubisky, 
And, you know, last year when he or a couple years ago when he won executive of the year, that seems like a good pick and I might have won him executive of the year. But now now that uh, Trubisky is not looking like he could be a potential franchise quarterback, that pick doesn't look all that well. And then in the 2018 NFL draft, he went and drafted Roquan Smith, uh, the linebacker out of Georgia. And he's he's been okay. He he hasn't developed into the into the linebacker I think so far that that everybody thought he could be. Everybody would thought thought he was going to be uh, a a slam dunk, a no question pick, a guy who would come in and just be a, a fantastic player from the get go. I think he's been all right. His PFF scores are not good. Uh, he, PFF does not like Roquan Roquan Smith, uh, but you know it's just it's stuff like like his drafts where you, you look and you think. What has he really done to deserve not only his job right now, but executive of the year when he won executive of the year? I mean, in 2017, this is a great example of of his maybe lack of drafting skills. In 2017, he drafted tight end Adam Shaheen in the second round. And this guy was drafted in 2017 for the Chicago Bears. He's still on the Chicago Bears, and he has nine receptions in his career for 74 yards. 79 receptions for 74 yards in three NFL seasons. That is absolutely absurd to draft a guy in the second round and have such little production. And you look at his drafts and all across the board, uh, this is what we see with Ryan Pace. And then we look at, at some of the free agent signings that he had this year. Um, he, he brought in Robert Quinn on a huge contract. I believe it was three years, 70 million or something like that. A, a massive contract for a guy who who played pretty well last year for the Cowboys. But but other than that, I mean, when he was on the Dolphins uh, and then his later years with the Rams, he wasn't a very productive pass rusher. Had a breakout season last year um, as an older player uh, with the Cowboys. But the, the, the Chicago Bears went came in and signed him to, to a massive deal. He's kind of a boomer bust guy in free agency. They also signed Jimmy Graham, added him to the 400 tight ends that they have on that roster. Uh, is another guy who... I wouldn't even call him a boomer bust guy. I mean, I think we know who Jimmy Graham is. I think his career is is kind of kind of over as far as being a a, a the fantastic tight end that he was at one point in New Orleans. I don't think that he's going to be much of a producer anymore at this point. We, he didn't really do a whole lot uh, in Seattle and in Green Bay. I don't understand that signing. So he hasn't really redeemed himself as far as free agent signings. Obviously, his best move. Uh, as a GM, seems to be the Khalil Mack trade where he traded in a, a lot of picks, a couple first-rounders and a bunch of other picks for Khalil Mack. And Khalil Mack's been a fantastic player the couple years that he's been in Chicago. He's been an all-pro level talent, but you know, one good pass rusher is not enough to save your job, especially as a, as the general manager. So not only, I think, could, could Ryan Pace be on the hot seat, but we could also potentially see Matt Nagy potentially be uh, fired there, the head coach of the Chicago Bears, we could see both of those guys on the hot seat. And if they don't have a, an improved season, if they are potentially a, a really bad team this season, we could see both of those guys potentially have new jobs or have no job uh, next season. Up next, uh, our, our next guy that is on the hot seat for the 2020 NFL season, and it's a guy who is very near and dear to my heart, uh, former head coach of the Miami Dolphins and current head coach of the New York Jets, Adam Gase. Uh, crazy eyes at crazy eye, Adam Gase, the guy who, who seems to have drama follow him everywhere he goes. I think this guy is absolutely on the hot seat. I think there were many people who thought he could have been fired after last season. I think he probably should have been fired after last season. 
Uh, and and I, I think if, if Sam Darnold hadn't come back and, and played you know as well as he did down the stretch and if they hadn't won uh, as many games as they did down the stretch, they ended up finishing 7-9, and nine, so a pretty good record down the stretch. I think Adam Gase would have been unemployed right now, but he ended up saving his job there like it seemed like he did a lot of times in Miami. And to me, uh, the guy's got a 30-34 and 34 record as a head coach, which actually seems it seems like it should be worse than that, but he, he's always right around average. He's just winning uh, enough games to not get fired. Uh, he, he's a guy who, who everywhere he goes, it seems like he makes everything about him. Uh, everything's about him. If He gets rid of fantastic players. We saw it in Miami. Got rid of Jay Ajayi for a fourth-round pick. Jay Ajayi goes on to win the Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, and he, he would just cut guys in the middle of a week to, to prove a point. Got rid of a guy like Jordan Phillips in the middle of a week in, in Miami. Ended up being a fan, uh, fantastic player for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, and, and he cut a couple of on offensive linemen, starting offensive linemen for the Miami Dolphins um, during the week while he was there. I mean, and, and we've seen him have disputes with guys on the Jets right now. Uh, obviously, um, with Jamal Adams, it seems like that could potentially be a reason Jamal Adams wants out is Adam Gase. Uh, and, and we've seen him, him and Le'Veon Bell don't seem to get along. He doesn't seem to want Le'Veon Bell there, and he he makes it very known that he doesn't want Le'Veon Bell there, which is such a stupid move for a head coach to do. But that's who Adam Gase is. I think he's a guy who who brings drama everywhere he goes. He he doesn't seem to make teams better. He's he's billed as this fantastic offensive guru, but he ends up coming in and and making everything about him, about his culture that he's trying to build. Uh, and, and leaves teams in shambles. He left the Dolphins in complete shambles when he left. Uh, so obviously I'm a little bit bitter against Adam Gase, but it's okay. We're in a better place now. Uh, but he left the Dolphins in complete shambles to go to the New York Jets. And I think if the Jets don't realize this season, uh, th I think they could also be uh, in shambles if they don't cut this guy loose. The, you know, you got to get rid of him. I don't think he's a good head coach. I don't think he's ever going to be a good head coach. I think he might be a good offensive coordinator. And I think this season we could see the Jets uh, come to the realization that they did not make the right hire, and hopefully uh, they'll cut him loose. Uh, I'm not a big Adam Gase guy. I don't think very many people are. I could definitely see – I definitely think that he is on the hot seat this NFL season. I could see him uh, unemployed or, or working somewhere else uh, next season. Moving on to the next player – on the hot seat this season, and it is Derek Carr, the quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders, your Las Vegas Raiders. Um, this is a guy who I, th I think gets a lot of hate, maybe for for no reason. And you know, he a lot of people think that he's he's sort of a trash quarterback. I don't think that that's the case. I think he's a solid quarterback. Last year he had he actually had four thousand fifty four yards, which is not bad. Twenty one touchdowns, eight interceptions. 70% completion percentage. So overall, a, a fairly good season. If you, and he, you know, if you look at his his numbers throughout his career, he's a solid quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback. Uh, his record as a quarterback is, is is 39 and 55. They're in Oakland and now I guess Las Vegas. So he, he's a perfectly fine quarterback. He's he's he, you'll get the job done. Uh, he's not going to do anything amazing. He's he's sort of an Andy Dalton type where he's a product of who's around him and. There hasn't been a whole lot of great talent around him. We haven't seen uh, Oakland be surrounded with talent. Uh, but I think he's a guy who, who needs to have a big 2020 NFL season. 
as they move into Vegas. I think Derek Carr needs to needs to produce. He needs to go back to that uh, MVP level he was playing at a couple years ago uh, with with Jack Del Rio as the head coach. Now there uh, we have John Gruden as the coach, and John Gruden loves quarterbacks. He loves to sign quarterbacks. He loves to coach quarterbacks. He loves to talk about quarterbacks. I mean, he's a guy who I think if if Derek Carr does not perform this season, uh, he's going to get somebody else in there. He's going to get his own quarterback in there. We saw him, uh, him and Mike Mayock uh, actually sign Marcus Mariota this season to be the backup to Derek Carr. So we, we saw them already not totally confident in Derek Carr if they bring in a guy like Marcus Mariota who's getting paid higher than most backups. So I think Derek Carr absolutely needs to feel like some like somebody's breathing down his neck like if if he does not perform this season uh I think he could be out there in Vegas you know they're just moving to Vegas we might not have fans in the stands this year but eventually if we do you need to sell tickets to that new stadium you need to pay for that new stadium and is Derek Carr at quarterback going to sell tickets to to the stadium I I highly doubt it I don't think he's a he's he's a big name superstar player I think uh obviously we're talking about the draft class this upcoming year uh, if you have an opportunity to go out and get uh, a, a guy who's going to put butts in seats, a guy who's going to sell tickets, a guy who's going to be the franchise guy, you go and do it. I don't, I don't think Derek Carr is going to hold you back from doing that. So Derek Carr needs a big season this coming year uh, if he wa- doesn't want to feel the wrath of John Gruden uh, potentially bringing in a different quarterback. Moving on to the final uh, player or coaches or general managers uh, on the hot seat this season. And I actually have... Uh, three people bundled into one here for my final guys on the hot seat. And that is, we head over to Detroit, the Detroit Lions. We have Matt Patricia, the head coach, Bob Quinn, the general manager, and Matthew Stafford, uh, obviously the quarterback there for the Detroit Lions. And these are three guys that I think uh, if Detroit remains irrelevant like they've been for, for so long, I think if they don't have a good season, we could see all three of these guys potentially be out in Detroit uh, this this season and uh, you look at you look at Detroit since Bob Quinn has taken over uh, in 2016 their record is 27 36 and one so not impressive at all uh, and then and then when Matt Patricia came in in 2018 uh, he came in to work with Bob Quinn a guy who he worked with uh, in New England you thought maybe they would uh, you know have a good chemistry and they would be able to work together well but so far in two seasons he's been 9 22 and 1 9 wins 22 losses and one tie not an impressive record uh, and this is a team that that's looking for somebody to get them out of irrelevancy uh, the the lions have been completely irrelevant for so many years all they're known for really is is ruining players careers we saw Barry Sanders go there and never win anything and he retired early we saw Calvin Johnson go there, be the best receiver we've probably ever seen physically-wise, one of the best receivers in the history of the NFL. And he retired early because they didn't win anything in Detroit. And now you have Matthew Stafford, who is an absolutely incredible quarterback. I mean, there's there's no denying that. He gets hidden a lot in Detroit. Um, Detroit, obviously, not a big market. Uh, people maybe don't pay a whole lot of attention to the Detroit Lions. But go, go on to... Uh, go onto the internet and type in Matthew Stafford stats, and I think you'll be stunned. Uh, you know it, what you what you find. I mean, the guy is a it's a tremendous quarterback. He performs uh, year in and year out uh, with with little to no talent around him. 
with a team that continues to be irrelevant, no defense, uh, and this is a team that that uh, that I think could could have a huge shakeup this year if if again they're irrelevant. We saw Matt Patricia might not have the best relationship with that locker room anymore. Uh, Darius Slay uh, last year was very vocal how he did not like Matt Patricia, and he got himself traded to Philadelphia. Uh, so he's no longer there, and he's been very vocal that Matt Patricia is not a good head coach. And I think if this season, if, if the Detroit Lions are not relevant, if they are not a playoff contender, and it will be very hard in a, in a, in a very good division, obviously you have the Vikings and the Packers to compete with. Um, I think, and potentially the Bears, who knows what they'll be, I, I doubt it. But, uh, uh, you know, it's a, not an easy division to be uh, successful in, and it's, it's, you know, they're not a very deep, talented roster. They have some talent, but... Overall, not a very deep team. They signed a bunch of scraps from from the from the New England Patriots, but I think this year, uh, if if they're not successful, we we definitely could see Matt Patricia out. I mean, he's definitely got a bad rep right now with the way he that he handled the whole Darius Slay situation. And I think if Matt Patricia's out, uh, we're gonna see Bob Quinn out. And I think if both of those guys are out, you might as well just just let Matthew Stafford go. There was rumors. I remember early offseason there was rumors that Matthew Stafford potentially. Uh, was going to be traded. Uh, those rumors ended up being kind of not true at all because his contract is way too big to trade right now or during during that period. I think if you get rid of the coach and you get rid of the GM, you might as well just get rid of uh, Matthew Stafford despite him being a really talented quarterback and, and just kind of blow it up and start over there um, in Detroit kind of like with, what, with, uh, what uh, Miami did there last year. Just blow it up, start over, get yourself a new franchise quarterback uh, so I, I definitely could see some potential big changes coming for the Detroit Lions during the 2021 NFL season. But yeah, that kind of wraps up today's show. Thank you guys very much for tuning in and listening to another episode uh, during the NFL offseason. Um, definitely really enjoyed sitting on a couch doing this podcast. Usually I'm not sitting in nearly as comfy a position, but this is actually really nice. Might have to do this more often. Um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. If you remember, if you're listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, give us a rating, give us a review, subscribe, whatever you're listening to. If it's on Apple Podcasts, Google uh, Google Podcasts, or on Podbean, make sure you uh, drop a subscription so you get updated uh, every Tuesday when we upload a new podcast. And also now, uh, apparently, if you talk to Google, if you talk to Amazon, you, and you say Alexa, play the Average Joe Football Show. You can now listen to the show that way. So make sure you guys do that. Uh, And yeah, I guess we will catch you guys on the next one.